Hi, I'm the Geordie Chanter and this is my podcast, Geordie Chanter Chats, where I speak with creatives uh, from the arts world regarding books, films, music, theatre, you name it. I think you get the gist. Let's crack on. Jobs are good. Okay, so for my um, Jody Chanter chair slot in the middle, um, very excited, um, anticipating this guest uh, coming on the show. Um, he's uh, Liverpool born and bred, um, highly successful singer songwriter. Um, his music genre, you could say, is blues and country music, obviously, with uh, a, sm- a smittering of. Um, Americana. Um, he's been described um, as the Scouse Springsteen, which is quite an accolade. Um, obviously, his first album came out in 2012. He toured that extensively. Uh, that was Life in the Early Steps. Um, his following album, I'll Make the Most of My Sins, uh, was released in 2017. And his new album, currently out at the moment, is In This Town You're Owned. Uh, please welcome to the show. Uh, the fantastic Robert Vincent. So can yeah. you tell us a little bit about sort of your journey from from that start starting point through to present day, I guess. Yeah, I suppose. Um, well, I mean, the first album kind of we recorded it in 2011. It came out in 2013, but it, it was a you know at that point I was still trying to build myself as a solo singer songwriter. Yeah. Really, so I spent 2012. I released a couple of EPs then. And then we put the album out in 2013, and and it, it it was really well received. It, you know, a lot more well received than I expected it to be, really. But um, and then as you say, it kind of set me on my way, really. And then I, I I all I basically did was was tour after that. I just just built on the I suppose on 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 the fan base and kind of you know building the foundations of it all, really. So I spent the next three years doing that until I went back in 2016 and recorded the second album. And I suppose I've just be, always been fairly pragmatic and with, 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 with making sure that whenever I put something out, I, I really go out and tour it and, 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 you know, and build on the audience, which is this time around being a bit of a shock because I didn't expect mm. a, a worldwide pandemic after I released the third one in February. No, no. <laughs> 14, That's you know. That's mad. I mean, because as I say, you know, how I, I, I first, as I say, got to know about you and your music was, was actually, you know, seeing on a, on a, a rainy Sunday on um, an outdoor <laughs> stage at the at the Summertime Festival. And and I was mesmerised from that point and thought, oh, this this lad's got something, you know, I need to go and buy his album straight away. Um, yeah. Had a bit of chat with you. And, um, you know, you've it's always been a, a big thing of your, um, you know, how you how you attract your fan base is to is to go out there and, and, and do it live. So mm. this time, I guess, uh, it was a real shock. I mean, everybody I've spoken to sort of in the industry, where it be, 
you know, actors or singers or, you know, whatever. Uh, I was speaking to a guy there earlier on today who's a, who's a screenwriter, and it's affecting him as well. It's, 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 yeah. This this whole thing has been um, a bit of a nightmare, really. But, you know, you, we've got to look for different ways to try and channel where, where energy and, and, and get stuff promoted out there. I know you did, um, you've been doing a lot of stuff on Facebook Live, haven't you? Yeah. To try and yeah. keep your presence up in that sense. Yeah, uh, that's been great actually. I wasn't expecting anything. I suppose, I suppose at first when, um, when the whole pandemic was was called and and the lockdown was called and and and, and I, had, I had some dates in March into April and and obviously like mid March it was all called off and so I, I kind of I was obviously thinking well you know what the hell am I going to do for an income as a musician but. Mm. I quickly kind of, I think within, I think, I think it took me about a week, and I kind of thought, do you know what? I'll just go on Facebook Live and see what happens. Yeah. And actually, I was really, I was really pleasantly surprised in the amount of people that, that uh, you know, got got behind it, and and then it it kind of grew into something else, you know. You know, just having the banter on on there with people, and just having a bit of a laugh, and then bringing in certain members of the band and sitting around and talking and joking and having a bit of a sing-song and then it, there's a real community vibe kind of built up on there mm. really now and, and and also i think i think i've gained i think people have been sharing it on their facebook so i think i've probably gained a bit more of a fan base as well yeah. strangely enough so virtually i've been I've continued to try and build on that as well and, and it and actually you know what I, I would never, never, obviously, never replace it for live shows. But I've really enjoyed it. It's been a nice process. I, um, I did one last night, and though even though, you know, I mean, I know things are going into a bit of a kind of semi-lockdown today. But I mean, people are still getting involved, and they want, they still want to come on and have a chat and listen to the songs and and chat to each other as well. You know, you see that, that these people are having conversations with each other. So it's, it's in, in a, in a weird kind of way, it's been a, it's been a nice thing to do. I've been, I've enjoyed the process. It's been different. It is. I mean, as I say, you know, I was on there. I had a look last night and have tuned in to uh, various other um, ones that you've done. And it is mm. nice because, you know, you've got that interaction uh, there while somebody's looking at your socials and, and shouting, you know, such and such has been on and they've asked for this and you can yeah. have a bit banter backwards and forwards with regards to that. But also, as you say, the people in the, the actual Facebook community who are watching have a bit, oh, you know, I, I went to see, you know, Rob Pierre and I saw him there and that was a great gig. So it is, it's sort of bringing, it's bringing community together. It's keeping you very, very sort of, you know, present. Uh, and mm. so it should, um, you know, because it would be disastrous if, you know, you brought out this fantastic album and nobody got to hear it. Because, um, you know, uh, I've got a radio station and I play it all the time. Um, mm. And it's, it's, um, but it's a really, really good album. I've just just before there, I mean, I love the title track, um, but I was also listening to the uh, My Name Is Ghost, and it's all you know. You've got like a bit of um, it, it's, it's a big double bass sort of hill, you yeah, know, um, kind of you know rockabilly yeah, and yeah, you know, which I love. Yeah, I mean, it's just such yeah. a lovely sound. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a funny thing the way that I suppose with the way that I, I write a lot of these songs is. You know, there's a common theme in in this town. Your own, this kind of, uh, I suppose, it's kind of reflecting the last two or three years of what's been going on in the UK with, mm. with, um, you know, politically as as well as like kind of what we all do, and and I suppose the division, you know, the division that is kind of created around Brexit and 
Um, you know, so I don't know. I mean, I, I tried not to make it too heavy in that sense, but, but songs like My Neighbor's Ghost are, are, are essentially just like, look, you know, life's going to take you whether you whether you mm-hmm. like it or if you don't, you know. You, so you've just got to live it. It's a, it's a, there's a, there's a lot of me- simple messages in there as well as there's some big heavy messages in there. So it, 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 it I like to kind of flip from the micro and the macro and the, the, the you know, the serious to a kind yeah. of, you know, like it sounds, it's an upbeat song. So it kind of, it kind of gives a little bit of light relief, you know, and, and it, so I like to try and mix up the, the styles and the, mm. uh, in the, you know, the genres as well, because I mean, as you said before, it's, you know, I, I'm, I'm classed as Americana, but it, you know, there's, there's, there's folk songs on there. There's out and out country songs on there. There's Americana songs on there. There's rock songs on there. And then, you know, rockabilly, all the different types of genres, mm-hmm. really. So I like to, I like to, cause I just think it makes it a bit more interesting for the listener, to be honest. And, just and it's having not, it's not of, Yeah. The same sort of stuff. You don't mm. pigeon holding yourself. You know, you've got to, I've always said, you know, if music is, people will ask me, they'll say, you know, Colin, what type of music are you I, I can't give them a genre because if it's mm. good, I like it, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. I sort of approach it. And I think, you know, you can certainly hear that, uh, you know, throughout your music. One of my favourites, um, actually, uh, was, you know, I heard it live first time round, and it's November from your last album because it's like a cowboy song. It's like, cow- yeah. it's like a country and western thing. You know, yeah. it's got the real sort of, you know, the guitar riff, and it's just mm. very, very clever lyrics. Um, I mean, it's a, it's a wonderful listen, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. You know, and I, I love that about you. Like, you can sort of change things, you know, quite dramatically from, say, I don't know, the very first track on there, uh, So In Love, which is mm. really quite, um, it's got a really big sound to it, you know what I mean? And it, it sort of comes in uh, mm. quite dramatically. Um, but there's it, a real... All sorts of different flavors on there, you know. Uh, ladies, great okay, track well, as well. And, yeah, know. I think I think with the three albums, uh, there's always a, you know, yeah, there's always real sharp twists in the in the change of the style and the vibe. I mean, November is a good one because it, you know it's a good old fashioned what we would call a good old fashioned murder ballad. You know, some yeah. somebody somebody always invariably dies, and it's kind of for me, it's like. It, it was. I was suppose I was picturing a narrative of like you know those spaghetti westerns and you know Marconi and all of these different types of you know vibes and 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 I was a big fan of a lot of those like you know um, spaghetti westerns growing up. Good to the ugly and stuff like that. Yeah, all yeah. of that stuff, you know, yeah, all of those films really, and um, and so you know just just that kind of having that vision of these these things sometimes you can just you know you can get get a bit into the into a bit of a story and 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 it, uh, you know and just get a little bit lost in it and i'm glad that it has that effect to the listener too mm, most definitely so obviously at the moment things are a little bit different we're spending a lot more sort of time in the house obviously we've got your facebook shows live where people can watch you and stuff but i, I noticed you popped something on uh on socials the other day just saying you've you've written some new stuff uh, you've taken mm. the time out and you didn't, you, you've wrote about three or four different songs or something. So has that been a good thing, being around the house, just, you know, being able to pick up the guitar? Um, I mean, I, I guess you do that anyway, being a singer-songwriter, but, uh, you know, you're yeah. concentrating probably a bit more time sort of uh, in, the round, in the round the house. It's a, it's a funny thing just because I, um, I don't know, at first uh, I, I found it a bit hard to kind of get into into the, you know, into that kind of, 
space. So that, yeah, because it was like, you know, usually when I'm at home and I'm writing, it's kind of like everyone's gone out and I'm kind of sat there and you can think and no mm-hmm. one's, no one's um, sort of listening kind of, or hearing what, you, you know, what your process <clears throat> is, if you like. Right. Yeah, I mean, the process isn't, <laughs> it isn't always very attractive at all, you know, trying <laughs> to write a song. Yeah, it's uh, you know it sounds like a bunch of cats dying in a bag most of the time, you know. So it's like it, it's um, it, it it it's not just that either. It's like if someone if you're kind of in your train of thought and someone comes in or you hear a bang or whatever it may be, it just takes you away and then yeah. you know try to like like November like that song that narrative of you're in that world and you you're in your own world thinking about that and then one little tiny thing can can that's why I, sometimes I I just. I switch my phone off and all kinds of things so that I can't be distracted by anything. But at I, I, I first, I, I found it really hard, but then I've started to really kind of, over the last couple of months, um, I've, I've probably, I'd say I've probably got enough for the next album, but I, I don't know whether I'm happy with what I've got for the next yeah. album. So I've, I've I've kind of, I've started writing, but I've just, it's just that recently I've just written a couple of really, songs that I'm 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 really happy with and it, and then it kind of know what the feeling is when it when I've hit on something that I go mm. yeah okay that's going to be on that's going to be on the album well, that's so, great. Um, I mean that's great news from from our perspective because it knows <laughs> that you're, you know you're writing more and more stuff and there's more more beauties to come if you if you like yeah. so you know yeah. um, I mean I played I played one strangely enough I played one last night on on the on the Facebook live feed which was a, an entirely new song that I wrote last week and and I, I very rarely ever do that but I just mm. thought why why not you know why so, the hell not <laughs> so um so it was good yeah it's good fun no that's that's absolutely smashing but I mean I, I you know I can't wait to hear that and that you know that's that's a wonderful thing and as I say I'm I'm really pleased you've you've had the time to speak to us today I know you're doing a bit of homeschool and whatnot as, as we've all done <laughs> so I'll not, I'll not keep you too long but you, you like this bit I'm going to ask you about um you, you know being a northern lad yourself mm. obviously um Liverpool all right Liverpool yeah. football club oh yeah how how I bet it was fantastic feeling don't get us wrong but what a weird sort of way obviously you won the you know you won the Premiership but in a bizarre Sort of fashion in terms of the way the season unfolded with the the, the pandemic. How, was, was was that really odd? I mean, could you yeah. celebrate like you would have? You know, you, you certainly wouldn't have been at the match. You know, so well. No, I mean, I, I, you know, one of the things that I do do when when obviously when it was everything was normal, I kind of I, I sometimes I play in the lounges, bef- you know, before the game. So I, I was at there was always that I was at, I was at the club. I was around the club a lot. You know, at the home games and stuff like that. But um. Yeah, but it all kicked in. I think the first thing that everyone feared was that you know they were going to void the um the 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 league, you know, and and, and we were been horrendous. <laughs> waiting for, well, yeah, <laughs> you're twenty five points ahead, and and you think, well, this is the year, and and then all of a sudden you're faced with something like this. So it was hard. I think the relief, I think the relief that uh, everyone kind of seen from the city and the, the celebrations was. It was more that it was more like, you know, a we were winning it after thirty years, but b it was like Christ, they didn't they didn't close it, they didn't shut it down, mm. they didn't they didn't take it away from us. So, I think yeah, I, I, some people said it was you know you couldn't celebrate it at the ground, you couldn't. Do, I think we were just happy that you know after I mean, 30, was, thirty years that we could just uh, we that we we'd done it, we got that monkey off our back really. 
And it's a massive, massive lead as well. I mean, let's not beat about the bush here. I mean, you, you ran away with it, you know, the, yeah. in the early stages of the of the uh, of the season. Um, mm. I mean, I, I was at the the last game of the season, the, you know, prior. Um, Liverpool came up in Newcastle and played, and your pips were uh, in that game. Um, All right, okay. And, uh, right. and no, no, you don't have to worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm saying is, I, I felt sort of. Um, very, uh, very sad for you in the fact that you'd you'd had such a wonderful season and got so many points and and still sort of came second at that stage. So mm. I think obviously the following season, you know, just gone, um, you know, you you went out, you know, all for it. And yeah. You, you, you had a massive lead, and you know, yeah, thank goodness that the, the league didn't, didn't shut down and say, you know, that's it because that would have been quite a travesty to be honest with you. Yeah, it would have been. I mean, I think that I think the blue off of. Merseyside would have been more than happy Copy. for that to have happened. Right. No, <laughs> but better, but, better. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think you know it, it, it's one of those things, isn't it? Even with the season, the, the season before, you know, we, we I think we were by far the better side, but we just mm-hmm. drew too many games, and you know, we didn't yeah. lose. We think we lost one game, and I think you know to finish on whatever it was, like ninety-seven points or whatever it was, and. Uh, uh, yeah, I just think you know, there's obviously you know, been a, there's been a fantastic build with Klopp and coming in, and and he's he's really like good manager, like right. yeah, good. you know, he's he's instilled a completely different um, ethos at the club again, and he's brought out the kind of you know the vibe of the old days back really, and I think you know he's doing a great job in the in the sense that yeah, okay, he's not buying superstars, but he's making them play, and he's and he just seems to be the right manager for Liverpool, so. Been a bit of a shaky start the other day, but we'll see how we get to push on this season, Mike. It was, yeah. no, it was good, and I think it, what's nice to see and refreshing. You say he always goes up after after the game, and he sort of he gets that crowd sort of going right, mentality mm. where he, you know, he really gets on. But he seems like a nice a, a nice bloke and a great manager. Yeah. Boot, so you know, um, just uh, yeah. the only thing I would say is obviously now I I, I just want to get that revenge when you come back down to Newcastle like um, whether we're here or not but <laughs> um, no absolutely mate I can understand that and you know it was similarly frustrating for you guys as well not getting that, that you know the, the the buyout and all of that type of thing but you know it's the way it goes and I think it was it was one of those that was dragging on for so long and you're thinking well there's something not right here there's a bit of rabbit off uh, if it happens we've come out we've got some all right signings out of the midst of it but yeah, yeah. I mean <laughs> He could have been the most expensive team in, you know, the Premiership, and you know, we're 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 rooting around in, you know, the basement bargain, you know, mm. bin. So it's but it's one of those things. I, I think, you know, you you testify, you know, if you're Liverpool, if you're Newcastle, it's in your blood, you know, regardless. Um, you might have terrible, terrible owners, but you're never going to lose that passion for your club because you know it's no. it's in you. You know what I mean? It's in you. Yeah, there's no there's nothing you can do. Is there nothing you can no. do at all? So I just I just feel sorry for me kids um, because they're gonna have to sort of grow up. You know, <laughs> I'm sure it. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm sure it'll something will happen and it'll it'll you know you'll you'll come good. I'm I'm sure Mike Ashley does want to sell the club and I'm sure that you'll get somebody who you'll uh, come and do that at some point. But again, you know, it's a fine club with a with a with a great fan base, very similar to our own. And I think, you know, it, you can't keep a good team yeah. and you know support fan base down so i think i think you'll come good and 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 actually do you know what i think i think statistically you've been doing better under steve bruce as well and i think yeah. uh, there's at times when you know i've watched 
you guys playing just maybe on match of the day or whatever, and you you know you've been playing some good football and you've got some good players there. So I don't know. I don't think you'll be too bad. No, no. We'll, we'll, we'll always we'll always uh, you know live to live to to hope to see the day. That's a, that's the main thing. <laughs> um, I was going to ask you very quickly. I don't know if you managed to get around it. Was, again, I saw something sort of. Uh, on your social media, did, did you manage to get to see uh, Jason Isbell this uh, this time round? Because he came up, obviously. Mm. I thought you were. Did you have tickets, or were you going to go and see him? Up in... Yeah, there was something or other we were going to try and see him, and I don't know whether it got. Was it was it was it this time round when he got cancelled? Was it? Aye, I think I, so. Yeah, I think we I had tickets to, to see him. Yeah, we definitely had tickets to see him at some point, and, and it did get cancelled. And 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 again, there's an. I have seen Jason Isbell. I've seen him. Seen him once in Manchester, but actually there was a couple of times where we tried to get to see him in the past, and and I kept getting shows in, so I mm. kept I kept having to give my tickets away, so I kept kept missing him. But I did get to see him, um, yeah, a couple of years ago, the Roxy, I think, in Manchester. But um, would have been nice to have seen him this time around because that new album's great, isn't it? No, it's really really good. Uh, I saw him probably a few years ago, back um, would have been around about the time. Uh, Three albums ago, I think uh, he came to the Clooney, which is a great little venue as well. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it was absolutely stowed off. It was packed. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah I, but I missed I missed this tour as well. But there's there's been a lot of good music coming out of late. I mean, obviously, mm. you know, you um, Jason. Then you've got uh, the new Doves album, which I'm a big fan of. That just came out the right, other day. Right, I need to listen to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and yeah, your um. Your namesake, your, your accolades. Um, Springsteen's just brought some new stuff out as well. <laughs> yeah, he has. I was listening to a couple of tracks on there the other day. It's nice to see him back with the E Street Band. And because um, strangely enough, there is a there is a bit of a link there. Gary Talent, the bass player in the E Street Band, have written. I wrote a song with him for his for his last solo album. So really, it, oh, I didn't yeah, know that. yeah, and because I do these, I do these. Um, songwriting retreats and they're, they're, they're with um, it's Chris Difford that curates them all and he puts them all together and so he brings in a lot of different you know you get some real you know some real great people in there you know um, Graham Goldman's always involved he's usually there and, and you know and I've, I've I've got to meet some really nice people over the years you know and, and Gary's been on a couple of them that have been on one was out in the States one was in in Lubbock in Texas. Oh no, was Ooh, it not nice. Lubbock. Oh no, I'll tell you what it was. It was in Lafayette in Louisiana it was. And and we were out there and yeah, we'd re- the, he had had this little idea. It was like a kind of again, it was like a kind of Buddy Holly ish type of you know, type of song and we put it together, you, we put it on his last album. Did you check out when you went to Lubbock, Texas as well, did you check out um Buddy's sort of um you know, oh, yeah. his hometown, right? yeah, yeah, because it's massive. Well, that, fan, like. well, it, it, the strange thing that what it is is again the, that's the reason why we're there because Christopher puts it together with the it's through it's through the Buddy Holly Educational Foundation. Oh, right, if there's yeah, any, yeah, yeah. If there's any kind of budding songwriters out there that are listening in, then get you know, on it. You get right. get on it because it's 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 great. You can get to meet and write with some really great people. But um, so we were out there as like because it was the 60th anniversary of his death. When we were out there, it was last year, yeah. And uh, and so yeah, we we did the whole thing. We we you know we we played at the Cactus Theatre and all that type of thing, and we we went. But that to was the, fantastic. Oh, it was amazing. There's some really great great times, and you know we 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 went to um, 
it's like a kind of his house was like right by a little radio uh, um, railway station where they've now turned into kind of like a bit of a museum and a. Yeah, it's all great, that. and we kind of played in there, and we did a. Yeah, I got to meet. I tell you, who was on it. it, it a, a massive clangor of a of a name drop is a guy called Sonny West who wrote Rave On and Oh Boy with him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and uh, and so he was on he was on the thing. He's like about eighty two, eighty three now, but he's a lovely, lovely guy. Yeah. yeah. So it's you know there's just experiences like that that are absolutely amazing, you know. But yeah, I mean, I, 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 sorry. If that's not inspiration enough for you to write, you know, some fantastic tunes, sort of being in that. In that absolutely. environment, you know what I mean? Absolutely yeah, absolutely. Great. You do. You feel. You do feel very inspired, and you know you're you're writing songs every day with people. So, um, so you know there are some really great tracks that come out of these things that you do with people. And uh, yeah, they are the very inspirational. As I say, if anyone's listening to songwriters, then certainly give it, check it out, and see whether you can get involved. But going back to what you were saying about albums, I mean. I don't know whether you've listened to the new Mary Chapin Carpenter album. Have you listened to that? That's no, I've not listened. To, I've not listened to that one. I'm always oh, after sort of new recommendations. So yeah, yeah. And uh, normally I ask normally ask me guests to uh, come up with a with a good yeah. uh, recommendation. So that's good. Yeah, tell us about it. That's a stunning album. Well, again, there's another link because so Ethan Johns, who produced my album, the the, the recent album has been has produced um, Mary Chapin's last two albums, and and then. I got a bit of a kind of sneak preview early on, and it's it, the way Ethan's recorded us with me and the band. He recorded with um, with Mary Chapin, and they did theirs in Real World, um, and it's just a stunning sound and album. And the songs are amazing, and it's just got a beautiful vibe to it. And I can't recommend it enough, actually, as a as an album. There's there's that one, and also. And again, it's it's you know the Ethan did the sort of <laughs> to keep talking about Ethan, but it's like he did a, a friend of mine also who plays with me, Anna Corcoran, played on the new. Um, uh, oh, her name will come to me in a second. She's completely gone. At Laura Marling. Oh yeah, Laura Marling. Yeah, yeah. So that's good, a, that's another that's another cracking album that's just come out. So there's a, you know there's some great female artists out there doing doing some good stuff as well, but. Um, uh, what else have we been listening to? Uh, there's a whole bunch of stuff, but I think I think we've kind of mentioned them before with Jason and all of that type of stuff. But yeah, yeah, yeah you know, yeah. I'll have a think. But as we're going, I tell you, I tell you, I tell you, it was nice, uh, great. Um, you've been not about for a long time. It was actually me and my wife's uh, last um, night out before before lockdown, unbeknown mm. to us. But we went to the Tumi uh, <laughs> Two and we saw um, uh, Jesse Mallon. Um, oh, yeah. He, he, yeah. He, and he's, he's oh, it was absolutely, you know, again, it was stout off, and um, he's just brought out a really nice album. Um, it's got a bit of a yeah. country feel to it as well, because I know some of his other stuff was, you know, um, it's all great, but this this has definitely got a different. I know Lucinda Williams, I think, produced it, um, the right, new album yeah. that he's got out. So yeah. that, that gives you a flavour of what it, you know, what it's going to be like. Mm. So that, that, that's, so, worth, that's worth checking out if you haven't. If you haven't checked. I'll check that out because I was a fan of Jesse Mailing quite a long time ago. Really, I suppose I think Ryan Adams produced one of his albums in around like, 2005 or four, something like that. And I think yeah, I yeah, yeah. remember being into yeah, that album. They were good mates, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, I, I, you know, I, he's, he's certainly a, he's certainly a talent. And then, well, you mentioned Lucinda Williams as well. She's released another great album as well this year. Um, yeah, 
And um, but yeah, you know, there's I suppose in the Americana world right now, there's there's a lot of great stuff coming out. But also, you know, you talk about Lucinda Williams or like Steve Earle and all of these people, and you know, they're, they're, for me, they're the real, they're the real, the real deal, the real yeah. deal artists, you know. And that, and I suppose that's <clears throat> if I'm trying to do what I'm trying to do as a songwriter, they're the people that I'm looking to and going, okay, well, you know, what's, where's the bar? You have to kind of raise yourself to the bar, and I think that Jason Isbell's definitely done that for like myself because, you know, he, just to kind of watch his trajectory through, you know, a lot of the the, the bands and the acts and the, and, and the things that he's been doing over the last, uh, you know, seven or eight years, especially since was it was it Southeastern was it that came out in about two thousand thirteen? Yeah, that was the one I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And of course, um, did the drive-by uh, drive-by truckers stuff before yeah, that as well, didn't you? Of course. I tell you, yeah. I tell you, I was, I was, I was, you know, heartily saddened to hear about uh, you mentioned Steve earlier before, but Jason is uh, uh, Justin Townsville. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he passed away a couple of weeks ago. There now, and another guy who I'd seen sort of about you know four or five times. I think he did it. He he did it at the summertime festival as well. Um, mm. And a great sort of very different to his dad, mind. Um, although mm. you know, it was like putting an old country album on when you listen to his stuff. Um, yeah, had a really I, really good sound. I think he's a great. I think he was a great songwriter. He was a really, um, yeah, and as you say, in an entirely different way to his dad. I think his dad's a lot more kind of in your face. I think his songs are like real beautiful mm-hmm. kind of soundscapes that are used to, you know. Different, different vibe, but but I see, I saw him a couple of times and met him a couple of times as well, and you know, lovely, lovely guy. Yeah. But um, I'm sure you know it, it, it's, it's it's you know I know a lot of people who know family and stuff like that, and it's you know clearly he was he was also a very very, yeah, yeah. very troubled lad, and and mm. it's just such a sh- such a shame because you know sometimes you know that I think that I think that the music you know world is becoming better at accepting and acknowledging people's mental health and issues and all of these type of things. Yeah. But he's just one that slipped through the net, sadly. So it's, it's yeah, it's a real, real shame. Yeah. But on a, on a lighter note, I just want to sort of round up because I know you're mm. a big, yeah, you're a big Pink Floyd fan as well, aren't you? Yes. Yes. And you've done yes, some, I, I think you've, uh, you've, you've opened up for, um, for, uh, Roger Waters. Waters. Yeah, yeah, we 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 opened up at Hyde Park for Roger Waters' um, show for his for his recent solo album tour, which again is another absolute beast of an Never. album. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, you know, it's vitriolic best, and um, it's just it was just this really great day. I mean, our gig was 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 great, and we played, but it was like my main focus was like. You know, we were there. But yeah, I mean, that's just a, you know, I've got a nice big frame poster on the wall here, and it's like, that's just a, it's a life goal with a yeah. tick, you know. So, um, but yeah, I'm a huge fan of Pink Floyd, and I'm a huge fan of Roger Waters. And, and again, some people kind of go, well, where's the, where's the, Where's the relation in that? But you know, you listen, you really listen to a lot of Pink Floyd stuff, and there's there's so much folk and oh god, and blues and stuff, also yeah. country and stuff in there. And you know, wish you were it's just a country song. And 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 people like Roger Waters and Dave Gilmour, they were listening to Neil Young and Crosby, Stills yeah. and Nash. And, and Roger Waters was always a huge fan of John Prine. Um, and uh, yeah. you can really you can really hear that in some of the some of the songs that that um, Waters was writing. You know, so. Um, 
so there's, there's, a, there's definitely a link there as well into the world of what I do. Definitely. I am um, just to sort of uh, on the same vein. I went to uh, and I've seen him a few times now. I've been trying to get him on on, on this podcast. Um, hopefully, you know, if he hears this, he might come on. But um, mm-hmm. I, uh, I, um, I've been to see Nils Lofgren, um and I've been mm. to see him a few times. I've been a big fan since you know since I was a, a young boy. I think the first time I went to see him was at the City Hall in '85 when he did Flip Your Slip. But um, from then. I went to see him and he did this thing and he, he talked about obviously being a young guy um, mm. playing on after the gold rush because he was like 18, I think, fine, when Neil yeah. brought him on. And he said he was he was sort of, they asked him to play piano because he, he, uh, he was an accordion player originally. And he said, well, you know, I'm not professional. He says, look, you, you know, you've won awards, you've done things like that. He says, so, you know, as a kid, um, yeah. we just want you to play the, play the, uh, the piano on this. So he said... The rest of the guys would go off at dinner time. Lovely, lovely story. He said, you know, they would go off and they would have their lunch and that. He said, uh, and I would be left there. And he said, being a, you know, a scholar of the music and sort of absorbing everything in and Neil being older, he said, I used to sort of not take a break. He said, quite often, the drummer used to just be sort of playing around and I'd just be plonking on the keys. And they were trying to do this. Um, it was, um, oh, Tell me why, another bit of Southern Man, Southern Man. And um, he was playing around with the keys and he said he started to do this like polka sort of thing because that, mm. that was his sort of um, the type of genre he used to do with the, the accordion. Of course, um, yeah. they, were, they were playing away there. Neil walked in apparently and sort of said, What's that? And he said, Oh, I'm just messing about. He goes, No, 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 come on, carry on playing that. And they got that vibe. And yeah. now I can't, I can't listen to that song without, you know reacting that, that story in my head because yeah. it's such a lush story and you know yeah. I guess it goes back to stuff like when you were um, when you were writing you know songs with with all these great guys you know uh, it's memories that are going to you know stand yeah, there's the always time situa- there's always situations like that that come up in the studio where you know like you know even no matter how like I've written a song somebody might go well what a- how about we try this feel or that feel and instantly you kind of go yeah that's brilliant that's why you know, Neil could obviously Neil Young could obviously see something in in him as yeah as a as a as a you know as a musician that you don't just look necessarily for the for the most adept musicians the ones who can play the fastest or whatever that is you look for the ones who are constantly listening and they've got the ideas and and they they they, they you know they want to bring something to the music that you're creating and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. luckily I've kind of like surrounded myself with 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 similar people who who kind of you know they they like the, they like similar things to what I I like, but they they also have their own tastes and and that's what I want to hear. I want to hear them bring in yeah something something different to it as well. Yeah, because you want to yeah. get their take on it, and it, it it sort of organically becomes you know from what's you know written on the page in the first instance, um, and you sort of strumming with the guitar can go off in a completely mm. different direction, can't it? I guess with yeah, you know I, when you I, surround I, yourself with good musicians, yeah. Yeah, I you know I want to be surprised by people. I want them to go. Well, what, what about this? You know, I, I want them to to push the sound of that or you know the creativity of that song as as much as they possibly can. You know, and um, yeah. You know, because I, 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 somebody asked me a question the other day because I did the Q and A on on Facebook Live, and somebody said, "You know, do you hear the whole finished song and finished article in your mind when you've written it?" And very rarely I ever do, but that's because I don't really want to. You know, yeah. I, I want yeah, yeah. I want to see what everyone else brings to it, and and, and you know that obviously goes for people like Neil Young. Whereas in we were talking about Springsteen before, he, you know. I mean, I think I think there's the 25th anniversary edition of 
Born to Run with as the documentary in there, and, mm. and Clarence says that, you know, somebody said that they spent literally all day, 16 hours, working on the, you know, um, the, uh, what's the, what's the sax part for Jungle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jungle Lens, the, the, the last mm. track. And, and it was like, you know, he's worked out, like Bruce has kind of worked out note by note what he wants him to play. And it's like, where is he? And I'd have just gone, well, let's just play it. You just play something. Yeah, Admittedly, it sounds great. Obviously, there's nothing, you, you can't take anything away from it. But I'm always thinking, well, what if I'd have just let him do his thing? Maybe yeah, that would have... Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I like so, that. So, you know, so maybe if, if you allow somebody to do the thing and you don't really like what they, what you hear and then you can pull it, pull it, it in. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I always like, you know, everyone works differently, but I, I like I like that kind of thing where, as you say, like, you know, somebody's messing around with an idea and you go, well, what's that? You know, because I yeah. think that's, that's when the real great yeah, moments about. come out. Of, yeah, yeah. I, I, I really believe that way. I mean, yeah, you can be you can be the best thing, you know, best songwriter in the world, but um, you know, who's to say that that somebody's not going to be able to enhance that that technique by bringing something to the table and and why yeah. shoot yourself off to that? I mean, some people do, and you know, Bolt uh, Runs a great album, but then also within that documentary, he was talking about how they were they were hitting a, a, a kick drum bass for about four hours trying to get a sound mm. out of it, and you're thinking. God, that must have been the most laborious bloody, you know, process yeah. ever. <laughs> um, yeah, but, exactly. you know, because you've got someone like Neil Young, who, like, you know, a lot of those early recordings, they just sound like it's, they've literally just put a couple of mics in the room and they've just recorded it. And, and yeah. even though it's rough and it's ready and it's like slightly, you know, all over the place at times, it's still, it feels great. You know, mm. what you're listening to is just a version of, of, of what he does. And I don't think he likes to polish too much and, but everyone, as I say, everyone has their way, and 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 for all, ultimately, what it means is is that the, the song has to be as good as it can possibly be before, you know, yeah. A, yeah, any, yeah. anyone starts putting their bits and pieces on. And but you, you know, it's all color. It's all it's all color. It's all people approach it different ways. You keep on doing what you're doing because I think it's absolutely fantastic. Thanks. Go man. out, go out and get this album. Go out and get them all. They're brilliant. Um, you know, uh, can't speak highly enough of you. It's been fantastic speaking to you. I'm really, really, really pleased Thanks, that man. I've been able to have that and, and have a good discussion around your work and sort of other pieces of music and stuff. And, and even yeah. Liverpool, you know, I even bit the bullet and talked about Liverpool to you, you know. <laughs> being a black you know, and white. That, <laughs> that must have been our dear going. Oh, but no, good, good on you, mate. Good on you. I, I appreciate it. And I, I appreciate the support as well. And, and, uh, and uh, happy to chat any time, pal. Brilliant. All right. Well, next time you come up to Newcastle, once we get out of this uh, this lockdown sort of malarkey, we'll, uh, we'll we'll catch up and maybe have a beer or a cup of coffee or something and just uh, chew the fat properly. All right. Sounds like sounds like fun, mate. Take care. And you. Cheers. Cheers, Carl. So that was a wonderful uh, chat there, getting the insights into a, a, a truly great singer-songwriter, um, you know, one of my musical heroes. Uh, thanks very much for that, Rob. Um, it was a real, real pleasure uh, having you on the show and, uh, and and being able to speak to you and hopefully again, you know, be able to do that again soon. Um, Robert Vincent, everyone. Just a quick reminder, uh, if you do like what you hear, please share, tell everyone about it, like, subscribe and all the uh, usual places for podcasts. Uh, It really does help.
Thank you. As always, if you want to get in touch about anything um, for the show, please do uh, email in Jordy Chanter, postbag delivery at mail to art.com. Cheers. See you next week, Chanters. Peace and love.